What's up, everybody? Phil Gentile here, a.k.a. the Hot Take Kid from the Chick Foley Show. Before we get to the show, I want to give a shout-out to our main event and above Patreon members uh, for everything that you guys do. These are the folks that get monthly bonus content from me and Sheena, unboxing videos, articles, and, of course, the, uh, the bonus episodes. That's Marco Denton, Wayne St. Germain, Trey White, Bob Ziegler, Dennis Montesanto, Dustin Sadek, AJ Sawyer, Tyler Bollinger, and Bobby Farrell. Shout out to you guys and everybody who listens. Check out our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Chick Foley Show. And you can uh, sign up there and get all the information. And on with the show. We are almost finished with the road to WrestleMania. This is the Chick Foley Show. This is the Hot Take Kid, Phil Gentile, live in Baltimore, Maryland here. Welcome. We have a jam-packed show. My lovely co-host, Sheena Phelps, is on the line. Sheena, how are you doing this evening? I am doing good. Another beautiful sunny day over here on the island of Oahu, so no complaints coming from Chick. Yeah, we've had a bunch of uh, extra content out to the folks and a lot of people receiving word that they want to see the uh, the Mark Cape before it gets torn down. you got, what, maybe two months left before all that stuff gets boxed up, man. It's going to be a sad day, but I'm sure it'll be resurrected uh, at the new Casa. Yeah, it's it's actually two months from tomorrow. From when we're recording this, it's two months from tomorrow from our departure from the island. But um, our the Mark Cave is going to get packed up way before that. So we're definitely going to do an all inclusive, you know, crib style tour of um, <laughs> cribs. Of, yeah, <laughs> like come on in. Um, but uh, yeah, it it is going to be sad. I think more so more so sad than anything. It's just going to be like like so stressful not being in control of our action figure collection you know like it's making a journey across the pacific ocean across the entire united states like without us you know and it's like how many hands are touching it and like the possibility of it getting lost it's like super stressful doesn't it goes like a holding spot or like a uh, like a like a shipping container type of thing first and yeah. then it goes to your house yeah, um, I was talking about it on a Instagram Live I did the other day, like our how we're planning on packing it up and everything. I don't even want the moving crew to know that like there's like collectible action figures in there. So we're going to pack everything up and pack it into totes and just like label the totes like bathroom stuff or something, you know, and um, just make it like super inconspicuous uh, because like, you know. People, people that I know that have moved have had stuff go missing. Um, you know, when you have movers pack you up, and definitely don't want any of our action figures to go missing. That would be a sad, sad day in the Chick Fil A house. Just write like grandma panties on the on the on the totes or something, <laughs> or you know. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh my god, yeah, we have to come up with something like super disgusting that somebody would never want to go in and look at. TNA, Vintage TNA yeah. DVDs. <laughs> oh man that was good holy smokes that's it, that's it. i'm not gonna be better than that joke that's the that's the highlight <laughs> of the show uh ch- check us out on patreon folks you heard at the beginning all of our uh, main event and above patreon members it's easy to sign up patreon.com slash chick foley show we do a bunch of giveaways right now we're doing a pete dunn giveaway every one of our patreons is eligible for that whether you spend a dollar or or fifty dollars we want to make sure everyone is uh represented in that but me and sheena sheena did this week an unboxing video of those uh was it the neca ninja turtles 
Yeah, the seven inch NECA Ninja Turtles, man, they are freaking dope. Um, so yeah, it's so it's available, it's live over there. So definitely if you're on our Patreon page, make sure you go check that out. And if not, get over there because we have some pretty major unboxings happening over there. We do a lot of uh, WWE and non WWE because we collect we collect a little bit of everything around these parts. I posted an interview yesterday with uh, my buddy Andy Brown, who was actually the person who sniped the USA Lex Luger Hasbro away from uh, Zack Ryder. He's the one of the the only person that has that item in his possession. So we had a cool conversation about kind of old old school wrestling toys. And I'm actually writing an article right now, Sheena, of my top five all time RKOs, which is uh, I know it's been t- it's been a fun uh, YouTube YouTube rabbit hole to go down. But uh, that'll be posted probably from Friday or Monday. So yeah, a lot of, a lot of cool stuff. It, it's been fun to kind of. Uh, put some extra stuff out there some articles and some videos so check us out there so i want to give a, a shout out to our new patreon subscribers since our last episode bobby farrell carlos sanchez martin garcia wayne saint germain who is a, a legend tier member so he gets uh all the extra content plus 24 7 access to sheena and myself via the slack app to talk wrestling uh, you know, obviously we'll be sleeping for for part of the day, so don't hate, <laughs> hate on us for that. But so I guess not twenty four seven, but you know, you know how that goes. And yeah. uh, our buddy Mike Lanham, who went from the rookie tier to mid Carter, he now has access to those bonus episodes and articles. So props to him. And then our buddy Marco Denton, who increased his monthly contribution. We appreciate all you guys, and uh, thank you so much for uh, supporting what we do. It really, we really appreciate it. Yeah, we love we love uh, to help you guys pay, like give all you guys on the Patreon extra content. Thanks for supporting us. It really helps us, you know, do more giveaways and have more content and do more fun stuff for you guys. So um, yeah, thanks again for supporting. And you can also support us over on uh, Pro Wrestling Tees. Check out we have some awesome designs over there. We have our Queen of the Ring and our signature uh, Chick Foley Show logo. So definitely go to prowrestlingtees.com. Just search Chick Foley and our. Um, our shirts will come up. And then as always, um, you know, the best way to support us guys is to make sure you go over to iTunes, rate, subscribe, listen, review, show us some love on the show. It makes, it makes our show more visible in the, in the ranking. So more people will, that are marks just like you and I can, can get some content and listen to the show and, uh, you know, find, find a show that they love as much as you guys do. For sure. hundred percent. And, uh, shoot us an email if you want to at askchickfoley at gmail.com, or you can DM us on Instagram or Twitter. We're pretty active there. We asked everyone to uh, send us questions for our listener uh, mailbag segment, and we got quite a few, so that's good. We're going to give a random elite figure to one of those folks. So uh, we thank you guys for those questions. And we're at 20 episodes now, so congratulations. I know. Awesome. 20 freaking episodes. How cool is that? Um, Like a heel husband made the mention that it'll be uh, be two years before AEW catches up to the Chick-fil-A show. So, um, yeah, it's uh, (laughs) a... It's pretty cool that, uh, you know, to do 20, 20 episodes and we do it, you know, weekly. So this is a, this is a commitment that we've made here to show up weekly for you guys. And, uh, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. I can't wait to go back. Like, uh, you know, once we hit number 100 and listen to that episode one and see how, listen to how Oh my gosh. Oh my, I don't even even want to listen to it now. Oh man. But you know, Hey, it, it was my first time ever like doing a podcast. Obviously your first time doing a wrestling podcast and we had never before episode one, we had never even talked in person. Exactly. So that was, yeah. That was our very first like verbal encounter was on the first episode of the Chick Foley show. So um, it will be super cool to go back and, and to listen to that like, you know, years from now. So 
yeah, one of my buddies let me know, hey, it's pretty cool that you guys have such a good like chemistry on the show without ever meeting. Because I was talking about how you're moving, moving, moving close to me. Maybe we'll meet up at Jimmy's and do like a me a family meal with my family and your family. And he's like, you know, it's pretty cool that you guys have a good chemistry. I've never even you know talked in person or met before, which is you know it's pretty true. You know, it's it's hard to. Uh, you know, we're not, we can't see each other. We're just talking over Skype, but, uh, you know, I, th- I feel like, you know, the passion that we both have for the product and for the wrestling figure community comes through. Yeah. And we have a same kind of, we have a same kind of, we're on the same page as far as what we expect out of wrestling, what we like out of wrestling, what we don't like. So I think that really helps too, you know? Yeah. We both uh, like to mess with, uh, asshole trolls on uh, social media, <laughs> you know, our, our favorite, that is one of my favorite things. Blocking people is one of my favorites. Um, so let's get started here. Let's go inside the squared circle. So I mentioned in the uh, the intro that we're less than three weeks. I think we're 17 or 16 or 17 days away from WrestleMania. Uh, we are headed down the road, but there's some, uh, there's some potholes here as we get going. What do you want to start with first, Sheena? So tonight, as we're recording this, I just got done watching NXT, and as we all know, um, unfortunately, Tommaso Ciampa had to relinquish Goldie, <laughs> so there was a vacant um, NXT title that needs a new a new owner, and man, um, they, they definitely set us up, because tonight on NXT, they gave us a fatal five-way uh, for a number one contender match against Velveteen Dream, Adam Cole, Ricochet, Matt Riddle, and Aleister Black. I won't, um, I won't spoil it for any of you guys who haven't gotten to watch it yet, but um, just know that the winner of that match is going to go to NXT TakeOver New York and face... Um, Johnny Gargano, and they wanted the match to be decisive, so that match is going to be a two out of three falls match. So it should be, I mean, Gargano facing any one of those guys, of those five, um, it would be mage. But, um, you know, the fact that it's a two out of three falls match is going to be awesome. And then also on NXT TakeOver uh, UK, Pete Dunne is going to be facing Walter officially at NXT TakeOver New York. So that could possibly be like match of the weekend. So super excited for NXT TakeOver. I, I mean, as always, I mean, especially on Mania weekends, NXT always delivers. So I, I'm pumped for this card. I'm actually even more pumped for this four-way women's title match with uh, Baszler, Io Shirai, uh, Bianca Belair, and Kyrie Sane. I think that's going to be an awesome match. It's going to be a cool, uh, a cool card for sure for Takeover, which is always always steals the weekend. And uh, I would love to be up there for that, but uh, will not. But it should be good. Yeah, maybe next year we can all go, we can all ride down to Tampa and have a uh, a Chick Foley show tweet up <laughs> meet up that'd be awesome if any of our listeners yeah. are going to take over and or wrestlemania we'd love to pick your brain afterwards and maybe have you on as a, a guest correspondent and you can tell us how the weekend was so uh you know slide into the dms if that is the case but yeah that's a cool I, I was hoping they would do some sort of tournament for the title uh you know AKA, yeah you know a la wrestlemania back in the day from atlantic city but uh this is a this is another good idea. These the, the two guys that are being the match, no spoilers, but uh, it should be pretty pretty fun match for sure. Oh yeah, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. Like I said, Gargano can go. All all five of these guys that are in the number one contender match can go. So um, good luck to all those guys, and I'm super excited to see you know see who comes out on top, and if we have a brand new NXT or who's gonna be the brand new NXT champion. Speaking of coming out on top, Kofi Kingston has not been over the last couple weeks as much as uh, the fans have wanted him to, and this entire storyline has gotten very muddled if you didn't catch it on SmackDown. Kofi went through a gauntlet match, wrestled for I think it was 55 minutes only to 
have to face Daniel Bryan once Vince McMahon came out after the match was over and 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 lost to Daniel Bryan. So as as over as Kofi is with this whole thing, it's pretty puzzling. I I guess they're trying to just kind of recreate that Daniel Bryan uh, storyline from five or six years ago. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about this going forward? Because we still don't know what that WrestleMania match is going to be. We have two SmackDowns left. Before uh, before WrestleMania, I don't see how this is going to come together here. I, I guess you. I mean, I don't guess. I think you have to give Kofi this title match. But why is it? Why are they just stringing this along? Uh, well, I think I I think they're trying to do us a favor um, because I feel like they're lear- they've learned from overcomplicating things. I, I, the storyline isn't complicated. The storyline has been pretty straightforward. Like you know, Kofi. Kofi gets a push, he gets an opportunity, he gets screwed. Kofi gets an opportunity, he gets a push, he gets screwed, right? So it's 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 not a convoluted storyline, which I appreciate, unlike the women's storyline um, that we've seen over the last several months. But it is it is kind of getting a little bit repetitive. Um, they definitely are trying to cr- recreate Daniel Bryan via 2014. You know, the whole B-plus player, all of that stuff. Um, you know, the only thing that puzzles me, I don't, I don't hate this angle. I don't hate where it's coming from because I, I don't think it's damaging Kofi at all. I think the excitement for Kofi is still there. It's kind of getting us, you know, all worked up and like chomping at the bit for like Kofi to finally have his moment. I don't think it's it's doing anything damaging to him, but um, I just don't understand what Vince, like, I mean, I guess it's just Vince being Vince. Like, he's always just trying to, like, screw people over, but other than him just showing up and being, like, pulling people in and out of, you know, championship contention over the past couple months, like, why does he, like, what is his deal? Why is he so pissed off at Kofi? Like, why does he not want Kofi to get on top, you know? Yeah, no, I mean, He's got opportunities, and yeah, it, it, if you want to stick to kayfabe, why, why would Vince McMahon have any reason? I mean, I don't know if you saw it. There was a a YouTube clip, and it was on Twitter and on social media, but they didn't show it on SmackDown. Of basically after the match, and you know, Kofi's in the back in the locker room being consoled by Big E and Elijah Wood, and it, they're basically Xavier. Like, Elijah Wood was oh the my God. there. Elijah Wood. Oh my God. <laughs> Cut the, that's a botch of mania right there. Have you been watching uh, Lord Xavier of the Rings recently? The Good Son. <laughs> it's late here, man. I'm sorry. God damn. Um, yeah, we'll we'll take that out. Don't worry. Uh, no, leave but, it. Leave it. But I don't know if you caught it, but it was basically kind of like hinting at the fact that there's this glass ceiling. That's you know they didn't they didn't use the term racism or anything, but I kind of they should have added this to the end of SmackDown. It was a great kind of twist and and basically. Big E and Woods are like, man, let's just quit. This is bullshit. We're not going to get anywhere. You know, this is, you know, we can't beat Vince McMahon. This is, you know, and Kofi's like, no, man, if we want to beat Vince McMahon, we got to beat Vince McMahon. We got to figure out a way to get around this. And it was just, a, I mean, it would have made so much sense if you would have ended SmackDown with that. But, you know, I don't know how many people even saw it. I don't know if you even saw it. But, no, uh, but yeah. yeah, it was it was a perfect way that they could have just ended, you know, as they're kind of walking out of the arena, ended as a little clip as like kind of a cliffhanger to next week or something. But, I just don't understand. I mean, the, you don't want to give Kofi the the title shot, or you do, you don't, you do. But n- we're supposed to believe he can go through this gauntlet match now twice. You know, like the, yeah, he fought for fifty five minutes against like the U.S. champion, against a former world champion, and Randy Orton, and, and with a, a fruit roll of victory. Um, yeah, it, it just and, and then then you kind of if he is going to face Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania, you spoil it because then we then we get them one on one for a couple minutes on SmackDown, which kind of. 
I don't know if it cheapens it, but it's just kind of, you know, I like to keep them apart if we're going to get that as the title match at WrestleMania. I don't know. I just feel like they were thrown. This was thrown together because Mustafa Ali was supposed to be in this position to get into fast lane or to get into elimination chamber. And then we were supposed to have uh, Kevin Owens come back and wrestle. This is this is what everything is reported that. Kevin Owens was supposed to come back and wrestle Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. That was supposed to be the main, you know, the, the match at WrestleMania. The Kofi Kofi Mania took over, and they they they're kind of scrambling at this point. So I understand that, but you know, why why are they holding? Why are they holding out? There's there's really been no reason that that Vince McMahon is on camera just basically screwing over Kofi. Like there has to be some sort of reason that this is happening. Like you're not yeah, telling I us don't... anything. I don't think it cheapens. I don't think it cheapens it that Daniel Bryan beat him. Obviously, because he went through the entire gauntlet for fifty-five minutes, and I the match must have went longer than it was supposed to. Because right after Daniel Bryan won, I mean the the show was over. Like it, you know, I feel like maybe that maybe they did mean to have that segment yeah, on on TV, but um, the, they just ran over because like it was very weird. You know how how the show ended right after right after the match closed. Um, but. I think I think we're gonna get some sort of like Occupy SmackDown situation. Which, getting back to the to Vince, um, it is weird because we're in this new WWE where we're giving the people and the fans what they want, and it it is it could not be more apparent what the fans want. I mean, Kofi chants ring out through every arena and stadium that they are at, right? So like people, the people want Kofi, and they want Kofi to have a chance. But do, and do then, they do they want then, Kofi? Or if if Elijah Woods was in this position, Xavier, I'm just going to call him Elijah Woods from now on. (laughs) (laughs) If Xavier Woods was in this position, the exact from the very beginning, would everyone want him? Like, is is this really about Kofi at all? Yeah, I think it is. I think I mean because me personally, like I've said for a long time. I mean, I think both Kofi and Big E. I think both of them have like I wish they would have a singles run and have a championship. You know like mm-hmm. a championship run, right? Yeah, yeah. Um not nothing against Xavier. I just I just feel like those two guys are they're they're a little bit above Xavier as far as like talent, you know. Um Xavier's perfect for them in the new day and he's a perfect like hype man for them and he can wrestle, but those two are just on a little bit different level. Um but yeah, people do people do like Kofi, you know, and I think people do see it and people really want it. And I think if they didn't know the story before, like they they saw the performance that Kofi put on in that initial gauntlet, right? And if they didn't know that he had been there for 11 years and that he had fought from all of this and that he had, you know, that New Day basically like revived his career and all this and that he's been there day in and day out. Now they do. And that's a story that they can get behind, you know. And so, yeah, people are genuinely they want to see Kofi. They want to see this underdog get the victory, you know. Um, and like I said, I, I I think we're going to get an Occupy Smackdown situation, but I don't think it's going to be like uh, the fans, like where like it was with Daniel Bryan, where they occupy the ring and like shut down Raw and all of that. Um, my thought, I mean, I have no idea if they'll do this or not, but the whole time that SmackDown was on and they were talking about like every single baby face was like giving giving love to Kofi, like you know, oh, you know. I support my man Kofi and KO was like, Oh, this is Kofi mania. And like, you know, everybody was showing love to Kofi. And then when he was fighting in the gauntlet match, you saw the, the baby face crowd growing and growing, watching it backstage. I think 
what would be super cool um, way to get him back into the title picture is to have a Occupy SmackDown situation where it's almost like Rudy, the movie Rudy, where all the the talent just goes into Vince's office and they're like, you know what, like this isn't gonna fly with us. Like we're not gonna perform unless you give Kofi a chance and like just turn in like their ring gear and their title belts and like all their stuff, you know, and like just start throwing shit on Vince's desk, um, all like you know Rudy style, and then they have to they have no choice because it's mania season they need this talent they have no choice but to like give kofi his shot back you know and then the baby faces have all like rallied behind him which is which gives him even more you know momentum i love that i I think that's perfect and i think that's the best way to do it and 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 obviously with dana bryan they had the fans in the ring kind of occupying and, and holding the show up but yeah bring uh bring aj styles out there to start the show and let him and just say hey i'm not gonna get out of the ring until you give Kofi this is you know this is bullshit give Kofi a shot uh yeah it's the only way to do it you know I mean uh, that would make the most sense uh, I really wish I was I had bought tickets at Smackdown's coming to Baltimore here I think the, the the go home show before Wrestlemania which you know is shaping up to be there's still a lot of loose ends we still have the Oscar situation but yeah. uh I mean Obviously, we want Seth to win. We want Becky to win. Mm-hmm. We want Kofi to win. We want Oscar mm-hmm. to win. I mean, we're not going to get four face victories in these title matches. Someone's gonna, someone's going to lose these matches, and I'm, I'm kind of scared who it's going to be here. I don't know. I don't think. I mean, I anything is possible, and it's the grandest stage of them all. So I can totally see them just having a, a straight babyface sweep. You know, I don't think. I don't think it. They can't. With, with all of those matches, I feel like they're so decided. I mean, obviously, Brock and Seth, I'm a little worried about that because we've seen Brock, like, take victories that weren't his yeah, to, yeah. Ha- to have in the past. But with the other ones, like, I don't see a way out. I don't see a way that you can screw Kofi at Mania and not just have a complete and utter uproar. And I don't see, you know, how you can... Um, you know, screw Becky at this point, which I mean, that that match has lost a lot of steam. And, you know, heel husband won't agree, but I feel like the most exciting part of that feud right now is Ronda Rousey, you know, like rogue Ronda Rousey is like the most exciting thing that's going on, even though I don't like all the fake business that she's doing, like all the, you know, wrestling is fake. Her character right now is like spot on, you know, yeah, they did a gr- uh, they, t- they, t- they timed it very, pr- very well with the turn, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, I could see all all the faces winning. Like, I mean, I would be down for that. I would too, but I just don't. I, I just don't think they're going to give it give it to us. And, you know, I think we last year we wanted. Give I, me we, what we, I want. Give me what I want. And I <laughs> think it was it was assumed last year that Roman was going to go over with over Brock. Like he was the chosen yeah. one, right? I mean that yeah. that was like if we were doing this podcast a year ago today, we would have like, okay, well Roman's going to win, then who's he going to feud with after that? But. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm scared about that match a little bit more than I am about this Kofi Dana Bryan match. I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't as scared about that match until Roman's return. Like I thought, like I'm like, oh, this is it. Like this is Seth's opportunity. But now I'm like, oh crap! They're probably rewriting in their brains how they can get Roman to get the belt off of Brock. You know, like as his revenge. Um, so that's the only thing that's got me worried is Roman's return. Um, before that, I was like, it's a lock. Like Seth Rollins is winning this flipping match. You know. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. I mean, we're we're gonna be there. Our butts are gonna be in the seats for a good eight hours watching this show. So, um, you know, we'll we'll get to see what what all happens and what how it all unfolds. Yeah, I counted it up. I think it's gonna be seventeen matches if you add up yeah. all the title matches, all the battle royals, and you know the the feuds. Uh, yeah, I, I can't. I cannot believe Braun Strowman has gone from in the title match against. 
He was about to be at the Royal Rumble. He was going to be in the title match against Braun Strowman. Now he's in the fucking Andre Memorial Battle Royal. Yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ, what a fall. And we have and we have Elias as the uh musical guest for WrestleMania. Yeah, so I I'm kinda dig I'm ready for that. Over like, you know, hearing Machine Gun Kelly or Pitbull again. Like, you know, let's do oh. Add a little yeah. funny bit. And you know, you know someone's going to come out. Cena's going to come out or The Undertaker's going to come out and interrupt him. Yeah. Somebody, somebody big is going to come out and interrupt him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah it's going to be a long night. I, uh, what Do you have plans for WrestleMania? What are you, what are you, what are you doing? We're probably just going to stay here, man. We had thought because, like, you know, there's some people getting together um, locally for, for WrestleMania. But first of all, we have the baby face. And it, the baby face to be anywhere for that amount of time other than just like in our house um, would be like, oh, my. I wouldn't even get to enjoy the show because I would probably be probably be chasing him around everywhere. So I think we're just going to make some good food. I don't know what yet, but uh, we'll, we'll put out an awesome spread and then uh, just bunker down here and have freaking WrestleMania weekend here at the house. See, that's the best part about living on the East Coast. It'll be at night, you know, where you are now. It's what, what time does it start? Two or three o'clock? Yeah. 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 So that's, that's tough. Yeah, that's tough. It is tough. It's like the middle of the day. Yeah. You guys, you, you'll be up till like the wee hours of the morning, but the, yeah, the, kid, be a long the kiddos, night. Yeah, the kiddos will be in bed though, so yeah, that's that's an ultimate win. Um, you could hopefully you get to put the kids to bed during this uh, supposed Baron Corbin and Kurt Angle match that we have, where Kurt Angle declared that he got to choose his opponent, his retirement opponent, and he chooses the one, the only. The TGI Fridays hosted <laughs> Baron Corbin. Ooh. Oh my gosh. I mean, it has to be a swerve, right? Like we, I mean, there's no other way. They cannot be serious giving us this. I mean, th did you, uh, you could have heard a pin drop. Everybody was so hyped for Kurt Angle when he came out. Like the crowd was on fire. They were like, you know, yeah, thank you, Kurt. You know, all that stuff. And then when he announced that he was fighting Baron Corbin, like, I mean, it was like crickets. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I don't like it, but I don't hate it as much as some people do. I mean, Kurt Angle's a shell of his former self. He's, he's not what he used to be in the ring, obviously. So I don't know what you're gonna do with him. I, I, I think it would be a waste to put John Cena against him. People kept saying that. It's doesn't doesn't make any sense. I know that was his Cena's like debut match or whatever it was, but Baron Corbin has so much heat that you know people are gonna go crazy for Kurt Angle to win this match you know i mean that's that's the one thing going i mean you can you can put him in some promos against him and then and people are going to be all about kurt angle winning this match whereas anybody else I don't, I don't know i mean that's the only thing i can think of unless he's yeah, like you said maybe there is a swerve maybe somebody yeah know, jumps him coming out of the back and, and comes out but I don't, I don't know i mean chad gable i thought was a good idea but then you you put him in a match you know on, on raw and, and waste that i, I don't know yeah, Gable would have been a good a good choice too. Um, although, yeah, you did kind of see like some some rust on Kurt Angle. He was definitely showing his age. Like you could tell that um, Chad Chad Gable had to like slow down a little bit and just like you know work work with Kurt. But uh, I mean, I could see that like just getting like legit like getting Baron Corbin like nuclear level heat uh, against Kurt Angle, and then you know that way Kurt Angle ends on a high note because it it is it will be kind of muddled if he does fight John Cena because you know people love John Cena especially like you know Wrestlemania yeah, crowd yeah. like it's going to be a big mixed crowd and people love John Cena um so there's really and there's nothing really for Kurt Angle to gain by going over Cena but I mean maybe there is though like that's his last ride like and he beats like you know the 16 time world champ uh 
I don't know. I, I, I personally, I want to see, I would rather see Cena at Mania because I just think Cena makes it more, you know, I feel like he makes it a bigger deal um, than Baron Corbin. You know, I think people will forget. If P, if Kurt Angle fights John Cena at WrestleMania, people are going to remember that. If if he fights Baron Corbin in two, three years, people are going to have to look back and be like, who did he fight for his yeah. last match? You yeah, know? like that's true. I'll tell you, this, so, this was one of the... I fell asleep in like the first half hour of this this episode of Raw, and it was probably the best sleep I ever got. If I had to miss, you know, that I had to miss Elias versus No Way Jose, another <laughs> that- another Finn Balor Bobby Lashley match, which I've seen a thousand times. I mean, they are but, really treading water, man. But, 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 did you see Seth beat the living shit out of Drew McIntyre with that chair? In the very beginning? Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, that was That cool. was insane. Dude, I, I need, I, I want a photo of Brock's face. Like, they did this shot of Brock's face after, um, after Seth Rollins had just, like, you know, freaking waylaid <laughs> Drew McIntyre with that chair like 20 times and the the camera sh- shoots on uh, Brock and I mean his face like he looks like gosh damn you know like <laughs> it just looks like I mean it is the most like genuine look of like holy shit you know um oh my god it was so good and then Seth runs into the ring and Brock retreats like it was everything I loved it so much um so I was hyped I was hyped for that on Raw for sure I love that Brock basically. He basically did the Lacey Evans. He just he didn't say anything. Got in the ring, and yeah. that that was it. And then pro- he was probably home before uh, before Raw was <laughs> even over. Yeah, we do. Well, we did. Um, speaking of uh, you know, awakening the beast and awakening uh, the dragon, Beth Phoenix is uh, is back. Uh, so there was that on Raw. She's back, and she wants a chance at to fight at WrestleMania with. Uh, the mild Samoans and the Boston hug connection, which we now know will probably also include the iconics. Um, so why, why yeah, would, I, why do the wild Samoa or why would they get another title match? What, what if they, they've lost every single time they've, they've been in a title match because I guess this, because they're big and brooding, you know, I mean, I guess Vince, as much as he loves big brooding men, he loves big brooding women <laughs> too. So, um, yeah, I mean, I just think I just think they're the really only true competitor. They're the only other tag team on Raw. Who else do we have? No, like I the know. only yeah, legit, yeah, the only legit women's tag team on Raw. That's why I mean, that's why they gotta defend on all brands and stuff because we don't have established women's tag teams yet. You know, so uh, until we start establishing those, I mean, we had Carmella and Glomella for a little while, but um, you know that doesn't seem to be a thing anymore. Um, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did. I did love the the best part was uh, Rhonda walking into Raw like with an uh, holding her husband's hand like an angry like holding hands, but they're both looking very mad about it. Like they don't want to be holding hands. And, <laughs> and and then the 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 like I guess none of the McMahons were there, so the refer, referee had to be like kind of the authority figure and tell her like she's late or something like what what was that guy doing (laughs) oh my gosh it was so funny i laughed so hard because michael cole had just got done saying um you know ronda rousey has been uh fined an undisclosed amount for her behavior on raw last week and then the ref comes up as they're walking in um and he says he says ronda you know you're late you've already been find an undisclosed amount <laughs> <laughs> undisclosed yeah. i was 
like, oh my gosh, like, you know, he couldn't have just been like, you've already been fined. Like, you know, you need to show up and blah, blah, blah. He had to be like, he, he read the script like verbatim. Like, yeah. you've been defined, you've been fined an undisclosed amount. And I just thought that was so hilarious. Like, you know, I don't know. Like, who talks like that? Who says that? But yeah, he had like his whole security team and like this one little ref like facing Ronda Rousey. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, it was. Uh, but yeah, I agree with you. Ronda's kind of the best thing going for because the Charlotte Becky stuff is just, you know, we've we've seen it. They get they get in the ring and they talk and they banter back and forth. But Ronda is really the one yeah. she's kind of pushing things forward a little bit more it's going to be yeah. interesting to see even the ko show couldn't save uh becky and uh becky and charlotte this week you know which i thought kevin owens did a really good job in that little segment i thought it was i thought it was funny when he was like doing his little cue cards and he said you know ronda rousey said this and this and this and he said and ronda rousey said, oh no 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 no, i'm not even gonna say that that's disgusting you know talking <laughs> about her saying like the fake stuff but um you know i like I said, I'm still excited to see this women's match. I don't think that there's any way that this can still be the the main main event um, of Mania. It's just it's lost too much steam. So I I definitely feel like Kofi Mania is going to be like it's either going to be Kofi or Kofi and Daniel Bryan or Seth and Brock are going to be like the the main main event. So I did. Wanna, we I, shall see. I forgot at the top of the show to apologize. Uh, my memory card last week uh, completely filled up, and I've been using the same. SD memory card uh, to record podcasts for like six years, since 2015. So that's, you know, it's been good to me, but uh, it filled up halfway through. So we, we had to re record half of the show and I uh, tried to merge the two audio files together. It was kind of a, there was a, there was a spot that didn't sound well. But uh, so I apologize for that. Just uh, wanted to throw that in there. Um, I, I did want to touch base with you. Uh, I, we talked about 17 matches right now that we can just name off the top of our heads for for WrestleMania. There's no mm-hmm. match. You, you mentioned Elias, there's, but there's no match for uh, Andrade. I don't know what he yeah. what he's going to do. I, I, I know. I thought it was going to be Ray and Andrade, but now we know that Ray is going to face um, uh, Joe for the United yeah. States title. So, so I don't know. And what does what does uh what does Kevin Owens do? Is he on this card at all? I mean, is he in the battle royal? What's Mustafa think- Ali doing? What's um, I had somebody else in mind that I was thinking of. Um, there has to be some multi-man. Well, because all of the matches that we have so far, besides the battle royal, are all um are all singles matches. Yeah. So I guess you know, Finn gets a shot at, I, I mean, that's bound to happen. Bobby Lashley gives, gives up the title to Finn at WrestleMania, I guess, but yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot of guys and stuff that are not on this card that, uh, yeah, like you just mentioned that I feel like definitely should be shit. I feel like we should get a uh, Dominic. Did you see Ray's son, Dominic? Yeah. Dude, he's that he's dude, grown he, up. Man. He's tall. He's he, like two feet taller than his dad now. He's big. Yeah, I was starting to think. I said, I told Seth, I was like, I need to see Ray's mom. And I was like, maybe Eddie really is his dad because there's no way that Ray produced that that beast. You know, like Dominic looked huge. Yeah, back in the day when they had a they had a a match stipulation but, for a, a child uh, child child ownership. Things, things, yeah, things that only happened during during that era. Uh, they had it was like a custody battle, and it was a custody battle ladder match yeah, exactly. for for cus for custody of Dominic uh, between Eddie Guerrero and and Ray. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, good times, good times. But Dominic is back, and like I said, yeah, he's going to be front row. So I definitely feel like there's going to be some Dominic shenanigans. Um, hopefully Dominic's not the new Nicholas, and he doesn't Just ruin made me, It any- made me think of that, yeah. That's a, the first thing I thought yeah. of. 
Yeah, so hopefully he doesn't sidetrack anybody's career. Tony Nice wins the uh, the 205 Live Contender Tournament, and uh, mm-hmm. he gets a shot at Buddy Murphy. I uh, I remember seeing you know about a year, probably two years ago now. I saw T- Tony Nice and Cedric Alexander and a bunch of guys at Evolve show locally before they hit uh, WWE roster. And you know Tony Tony Nice has he can go man. He's he's a fun wrestler to watch. That'll be a good match. I'm with you though. I don't know if I see the title changing hands, but uh, it's cool to, that he gets a shot at re- at a WrestleMania match. Man, good for him. Yeah, it is really cool. Um, and I mean, you know, definitely well deserved. But I don't think I think he's just again another Buddy Murphy flavor of the week. I don't think that he is going to be the guy to dethrone Buddy Murphy. I just don't feel it, I don't, especially at a at, at Mania. I mean, Buddy Murphy has just been such a dominating champ that I don't feel like they're going to take the title off of him at Mania. I mean, maybe right after Mania, he loses it in a rematch. Um, But, I mean, he's defended it against uh, Mustafa Ali at Survivor Series, Cedric Alexander at TLC, uh, Kira Tozawa at Elimination Chamber, and then there was a fatal four-way back in January between uh, Hideo Kalisto and Akira Tozawa and uh, Buddy Murphy, and he retained. So, I mean, he's, he's pretty dominating, you know? Yeah, I feel like they almost need to inject somebody new into this 205 Live to be a, a legitimate contender because Murphy is just, you know, after this, who's who's he got left to face? Yeah, Drew, I could totally, Yeah, I could totally see like after um after Mania somebody coming in, like somebody new, fresh new blood to like face Murphy almost like almost like Walter for the NXT, you know, just like show up like somebody like in, where everybody's like, oh shit, you know? Um, Buddy Murphy's in trouble. But I definitely don't think it's gonna happen. I think it's gonna be an awesome match. Um I don't know where it's gonna be on the card if it I mean probably on the pre show sadly. But um I think it'll be uh it's gonna be awesome. Is Buddy Murphy the one who's dating Alexa Bliss? Yeah, I think they're broken up though. I don't oh, think damn. that's I don't think that's a thing anymore. Um I asked Seth the other day. I was like, "Are they still together?" But I don't I don't think that they are. Um Yeah, so I don't know. But buddy uh actually Tony Nice is going to be he's from New York though. So that's the only thing that does concern me <laughs> is that he's from uh you know, he'll be the hometown guy oh, at yeah. uh Yeah, true. Good point. At WrestleMania. So other than that though, I don't think he has a, a chance. So on a scale of one to two oh five, I think he's probably at about a twenty five uh, chance of winning. <laughs> we will get into our complete WrestleMania card in in a couple of weeks. But what are your thoughts overall right now on on how this is shaping up? Do you, are you excited about it? Is it top heavy? Are you dreading the eight hours? I'm not dreading the eight hours. I mean, I, I love, I mean, I love WrestleMania. Like it's one of my, I mean, it's obviously any wrestling fans favorite, <laughs> favorite event, I would say. Um, it's always a good show and it's just such a spectacle, you know, like it's, it's what you feel like wrestling should be. You know, they always bring it, pull out all the stops. They have all the pyro, all the things that we grew up loving, you know, all the lights and everything. So I love WrestleMania. I think it's going to be a really, really good show. I mean, we do have, we have, a lot of non-title matches that um, are going to be really awesome. You know, I mean, I think some of the title matches we're kind of, we were talking about, you know, whether they're convoluted or whatever. But, I mean, we got AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. That's going to be freaking dope. Roman Reigns, Drew McIntyre, dope. I mean, Seth and Brock, dope. Becky, Charlotte, and Ronda, dope. Um, what else? Oh, we got Triple H and Batista, no holds barred. That's going to be dope. 
That'll you know? Good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we got we have a really good card shaping up. It's going to be long, so, you know, drink your Red Bull or whatever you got to do. But, uh, you know, it, it, I think it is going to be a really, a really good show. I do want to give props real quick before we move on to uh, The Miz, who I was dreading hearing him talk as a face just because I, I love him so much as a heel that I, it just would come off as corny or fake. But he basically is delivering the same promos as he, as he would as a a heel kind of with the same intensity just kind of flipping things a little bit kind of the way elias does when he when he when he becomes a heel and just shits on people in a different way so uh i'm excited for i'm really not excited for that match i mean they don't have a, a couple high spots but uh i'm excited to see what they do with the miz as a face here because uh it's yeah definitely something different for him yeah his promo on tuesday was really good i thought um i thought he did a really good job like you said it, it felt genuine and passionate and it wasn't corny um and you know my favorite part was when you know they started uh, chanting you know you deserve it and then he said you're damn right i do i was like oh yes you know because yeah. most time people they don't even acknowledge it or they'll go like oh thank you thank you <laughs> miss was like you're damn right i do and i was like oh yes man yeah that was pretty uh, cool yeah so uh <laughs> hopefully next week we'll get a little more clarification but uh, things are moving in the right direction, and uh, I, I just kind of wish WrestleMania was here because um, I, I think the only place for that Ronda, Charlotte, Becky match to go is is down. I mean, I think next week just put them each in like a, a squash match, kind of like what you did with Ronda this week against Becky uh, against Dana Brooke, and just let them all look good. I guess you yeah you probably want to keep Becky out of the ring though as long as you can if if you're still kayfabe if she's still hurt. I don't, I, right. Are they going to milk that injury all the way into this match? I mean, that's. I don't think. I don't think it needs that though. I think you know. No, she. I mean, she walked down to the ring this week unassisted. I don't. I mean, I'm true, pretty sure. I, yeah, you know. So she. I think she's. Um. You know. And she has I think a new that's Head and Shoulders like, commercial too. Yeah, there's no way she uses Head and Shoulders. There's no freaking way she's using some sort of like salon quality oh, yeah. like stuff. Like you know, I I saw that and I was like, come on, Becky. I mean, I don't know how much that pay. I mean, shoot, take that paycheck, girl. Take that paycheck. But um, yeah, there ain't no way Rhonda use or um Becky uses Head and Shoulders. All right. Anything else on uh, Raw or SmackDown before we get into our Go Figure segment? No, I'm I'm ready to uh you know to talk about some action figures. All right, let's do it. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. All right, folks, we do it every single week. It's Go Figure. This is a weekly segment where Sheena and I talk about our weekly wrestling figure purchases. And uh, I have quite a bit this week. Don't tell, hashtag don't tell the wife. But, uh, Sheena, I'll, I'll let you go first here this week. So uh, we got Legends, uh, Legend Series Arn Anderson, uh, super super dope figure. I love 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 the Legends line. It's probably it's one of my favorite like you know elite packagings of all time. Um, but we're still looking for uh, for Tully. So if anybody out there has him, um, you know loose or MOC, definitely hit us up. We've had some people um, tag us in like eBay listings and stuff that uh, you know where they're in the red trunks. But like we're looking for like brain busters. Um, you know, uh, Tully with the black trunks. So we're looking, we're looking for those if anybody's got that. And then we got the uh, Amazon WWE shop exclusive clear John Cena pop, which is pretty freaking cool. Like if you haven't gotten your hands on that yet, like it, it's pretty dope. Uh, it looks nice. awesome. 
Yeah, and then Heel has been acquired uh, Elite 25 Brodus Clay. It's actually still in the mailbox. I just saw that it got delivered today, so I haven't gotten to get my hands on that, but we found it loose for like, you know, 10, 15 bucks. I can't remember what it was, but uh, yeah, Elite 25 Brodus Clay. And then um, Mike Lanham, our buddy Mike Lanham, freaking hooked it up this week with the retro rings like i don't even collect retros but now it's giving me the itch oh no don't do it (laughs) i know to go start collecting uh retros because like he made custom chick foley show um retro ring for me with like pink and black ring posts and turnbuckles oh my gosh i'm gonna post some pictures of it i did a live the other day showing it off but i gotta post some some dope photos of it and i think uh you know good brother phil here got one too am i correct you hear Hello. that? Yeah, I'm gonna open that. I'm gonna open up that live on the show here. So, uh, Mike, thank you. I still, I haven't even looked in the box yet. So, I wanted to be totally surprised about mm. uh, about what I got. So, yeah, yours is different than yours is different than mine. So, even if you saw mine, it, it doesn't look like. Uh, I haven't seen yours either, but um, you know. I know that he mentioned when I was doing the live that that yours was actually a little bit different. But, yeah, that was super, super cool. Like, something that, like, we never expect anyone to, like, send us stuff. But we love – I mean, when you guys do, like, it's, like, the best. Like, it's so cool. Oh, yeah. Always send me stuff. I love getting – I mean, I love getting packages. (laughs) Probably one of my top five favorite things in the world is getting packages in the mail since I was a little kid. He loves nifty gifties. Yes. Uh, shout out. Are you, is that all your purchases? Is that you, Yeah. That's complete? that's all we got this week. Yep. Complete. Right. Shout out to uh, Slammed on the Mat. That's um, Matt's 4400 on Twitter. He uh, hooked me up with the uh, Jeff Hardy Basic, which just came out. I haven't been able to find it locally. So uh, I, I sent him uh, some, some PayPal bucks, and uh, he sent that over to me. So, uh, so thank you so much, dude. It's a pretty, pretty great figure. I'm probably going to give it to the kid at some point. But uh, for a for a basic, it's pretty nice. And uh, our buddy Marco Denton, how about this? Our one of our our big time Patreon subscribers, Inglorious Gent on Twitter. He actually, I feel bad since last week, he actually changed his Twitter account because I I, I poked fun at him having so many uh, underscores and all that kind of stuff. But I like the new I like the new Twitter account, man. Inglorious Gent. It sounds like a I- like a British wrestler or something. It's, I, it's nice. I dig it. Yeah, I dig it. He sent me the Ric Flair Retro Fest. Uh, oh, so sick! Out of the out of it, the kindness of his heart, and, and uh, did not ask for anything in return, man. So, Marco, I owe you a figure, man. Next time you're on the hunt for something, I'm going to hook you up. It's a pretty. I've, I haven't opened it up yet. It's a pretty nice looking figure. So, uh, thank you so much. Those have not hit yet around here either. I purchased a couple, speaking of retros, I got the Daniel Bryan and Bray Wyatt retros because when we started this podcast, Sheena made me feel so bad about leaving them all mint on card that now I'm going back and spending double on buying them all so I can open them up loose. And, let uh, them breathe. Yes. You gotta let them breathe. Uh, Mr. Perfect in the blue trunks, Hasbro, I, pa- I purchased from our buddy Hastel Toys on Instagram. If you uh, have not been aware of that twitter uh instagram account you should he's in a little beef with uh our, our buddies over at the major the major brother podcast major wrestling figure podcast but uh i don't know what that's all about but i'm i'm, I'm staying i'm switzerland i'm staying neutral in that shit i uh <laughs> i've bought from him multiple times if you need if you're trying to complete that that hasbro collection it's h-a-s-t-t-e-l toy on instagram he's got some some hot figures there at really good prices and uh we just had a new this is big news locally here we had a new ollie's open up man 
New Ollie's mm. open up. Uh, mm. So, yeah, it's in all the papers. and uh, No, not really. But I stopped in there today. I, I grabbed a couple of the American Alpha Elites for $7.99. And wow. uh, they had literally – I'm not going to – I'm not going to – downplay this they had probably 200 kamala elites oh my gosh and i i i said i'm gonna just include him into the uh the new generation collection in my in my new basement whenever it's done because uh it's a cool figure and he's got the mask and all that stuff and it was yeah seven, that figure is dope How it was seven have- boxes. yeah i mean there, there was even boxes on top of the shelf they had probably 100 100 psycho sids and 200 kamalas and that was it um, wow. Besides the the two American Alphas that our, our buddy Kenny from the uh, the Baltimore Elite Squad hid for me uh, behind some uh, some Legos, so uh, I bought those, and uh, it uh, came to my attention that Roses is a store locally. Have you ever heard of uh, Roses, Sheena? Yeah. Yeah, we had them in Kentucky when I was growing up. I mean, they're they're no longer there. I mean, all the Roses in Kentucky went out of business. But yeah, yeah I, I've heard of it. If you've ever, I mean, I, I've been I've been to a roses actually. Yeah, they're they're pretty awful. If you've ever watched Honey Boo Boo, uh, the mom <laughs> oh. from that show, if if the mom from that show was a store, it, it yeah. would be roses. It's just <laughs> awful. I mean, it's moo moos yeah. and uh, a lot of yeah. processed snacks. But uh, I found the Undertaker and Sting Fan Central Battle Pack uh, for wow. f- for three ninety nine. I think it, I'm pretty sure it was mislabeled, but I wasn't going to ask anybody. Yeah. Um, so uh, those will probably be a gift for the kid at some point. But uh, the biggest get of the week, like you mentioned, was this this retro ring from our buddy Mike Lanham. And uh, I wanted to open that right now. So Mike is on Twitter and Instagram, Sheena, at Mike Lanham, M-I-K-E-L-A-N-H-A-M. And uh, he's a good brother. He's a Patreon member. And uh, – I'm opening this right now. We've never opened anything live on the podcast. We do the unboxing videos, so uh, I'm looking at the back of it right now. Oh, man. What color is it? Well, the steps are yellow. That's what I can see so far. Looks like the turnbuckles are... Oh, my God. Turnbuckles are red. The the ropes are blue. I'm about to turn it over. Oh, dude. Golly, it sounds like your house is falling in. I know. There's a lot of... He he, he packaged this thing nicely with a lot of cardboard to protect it. Oh my god! Uh, this is awesome. It's a it's a yellow King of the Ring ring with the uh, wow. This looks like it was made for this thing. It's like the perfect size. I don't know where he got the sticker from, but it's the old King of the Ring logo. I'll post this on Instagram and Twitter too. It's just like the the our you know prowrestlingtees.com our our Chick Foley yeah. t shirt, but uh, the old school King of the Ring logo. This is awesome, Mike. Thank you so much, dude. And uh, he he downplayed it. He's like, oh, some of the paint might be chipped. It looks perfect, man. He did a great job. I I bought him like six of these rings. Not a you know he he sent me the money. It wasn't anything I didn't mind it. It was a you know big ass box to ship it in. But uh, he said he wanted to do some retro customization rings, and I had no idea he was going to send me and you one, uh, which is uh, yeah. totally cool. So I owe you big time, Mike. This is awesome. This is going to go on my display. This is uh, pretty legit, man. So thank you so much. I had no idea, and I wanted to open it live on the show. This is uh, pretty cool, man. It's awesome. I, I didn't expect uh, anyone, when we started this podcast, I didn't expect people to be uh, sending us stuff, and <laughs> which is uh, yeah. which is re- really cool. You know, We, we appreciate just, 
Yeah, it's just a testament to how awesome our followers and our Chick Foley fam and everyone is. So, you know, thank you guys for just being like the best, the best, uh, you know, fans out in the IWC because I truly believe that because I, I follow a lot of wrestling accounts and there's a lot of a lot of shit followers out there that are just like straight up trolls. And I feel like our our Chick Foley fam are like loyal and they're like awesome. You know, you get a random stray here and there that likes to you know pop off, but for the most part, we have just like the best the best people that support and follow and like love our account in our in our show so thanks all as always guys for sure yeah i mean everyone i've interacted with it's an awesome you know we've been doing this show since october but it's been cool to interact with all of you guys and, and meet new people on instagram and twitter and all the different podcasts out there it's definitely a very welcoming uh community man so so uh when we when we tweet out stuff and put stuff on instagram it's definitely folks that get our seal of approval and uh and mike is one of those folks so Thank you so yeah. much, man. So yeah, a lot of pickups here over the last week or so. I, I do want to go into some uh, some news, some wrestling news. If you are looking for the retros, uh, there's been some people posting on Instagram and Twitter that they are showing up at Roses. So if you have any Roses nearby, you know, get yourself a corn dog. Go down there and get a Tweety Bird uh, Moo Moo. And uh, <laughs> you can you can go barefoot. Oh my God. Yeah, it, it's it's a pretty it's a pretty sad store, so don't spend too long in there. But yeah, for five ninety nine, if they have some old retros, I think I forget the name of the guy on Twitter who's posting about it, but I think he's in like South Carolina. So hopefully they're making yeah. their way up here soon. That uh, it's a good price. So getting back, like I don't have any beef with any of our followers, um, like I just mentioned, but I do have some beef with Mattel right now. Oh um, shit! Oh, here we go. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Hold on to your hold on to your panties, people, because. The Elite 67 Shayna Baszler, like, is a super mage dope fig, right? They showed her in, like, um, you know, like, her the, all the pictures that we saw, all the mock-ups and everything, the figures, like, that she has, like, the proper women's belt. Well, it's not proper because it's not even resized or anything for a women's title. But it had, like, the silver X in the middle versus Goldie, which has the golden X, right? And then you see her in box, and I've seen pictures of her, and the, the title does not have the silver X in the box, so it's like it's the men's. She comes with the men's NXT title. Oh man! Yeah. So I mean, I have I haven't I haven't got the figure in hand, so I need to see it before I pass final judgment, right? But if that's true, like what the hell, Mattel? You couldn't give us a proper women's NXT title belt. I mean, I guess I can just do a little quick like fix up, you know, and like paint the X silver. But still, like, come on. Yeah, and they're obviously going to be able to reuse that belt for anyone, you know. Who wins that title going forward? They've just re, you know, redesigned that thing pretty recently. So, yeah. So that was the, you know, I was just like, oh man, you know, I mean, it's a little thing, but at the same time, I'm like, well, we like, why give us the men's belt? But anyway, that was just a minor qualm that I had with Mattel. If anybody else had noticed that or hadn't noticed that, now you know, now you know, the more you know. No. Fix your shit, Mattel. Come on, <laughs> get it together. And I, uh, I'm dying for Ringside Collectibles to start doing pre-orders for this Mabel figure. I don't know when that's going to happen. That's a yeah. That's a that's 16. a dope fig. Yeah, that's a dope figure. So, but uh, yeah, check them out. RingsideCollectibles.com for pre-orders there. Uh, any other figure news we should know about? Not not too much has happened. I know once WrestleMania gets closer, we'll have some some new stuff dropping after after that. I know a lot of WalMarts have gotten that that uh, WrestleMania display. Yeah, uh, which is which is yeah. cool to get some end caps working. 
Yeah, we had we ours is ours is officially up. I saw it. Nothing that we needed, but it was the most um, WWE action figures that I've seen in my Walmart in a long time. So that was exciting. Get the Fabio hair, uh, Kevin Nash, which is nice. <laughs> Can't yeah. believe it's not butter, Kevin Nash. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Mm. All right. Well, yeah, not too much there. But uh, if you guys have any uh, any questions or any purchases that you get, we'd love to see uh, you tagged in your us tagged in your collection and stuff on instagram and twitter so hit us up there it's just chick foley show on twitter and just chick foley on instagram if you want to follow me on instagram you can you don't have to it's i hate jj reddick and uh that's all of our social media happenings uh let's get into our retro wrestling recommendation of the week before we get to our random merch and uh what do you get for me this week Oh man! So we just rewatched this over the weekend. Um, the retro wrestling recommendation of the week uh, is uh, Sting versus Hollywood Hogan from Starcade 1997. Um, oh, some of you youngsters may not have ever seen this, but if you haven't, it's available on your WWE network. So go back and check it out. It's one of the highest buy rates for any wcw pay-per-view ever almost two million people tuned into this pay-per-view um and it's basically like the point when ww or wcw took a turn for the worse like you know they've been kicking wwe's ass in the ratings and you know doing well and you know they had this year plus long build from sting you know hasn't wrestled in like 15 months right and his transformation from sting surfer sting to the crow um just super amazing and dope right then you got hollywood hogan um, and the show, like th- they showed self restraint, which is hard in wrestling, as we've seen as of late. They showed restraint not to like pop this thing off too early, and they saved it for Starcade, right? In this ultimate like clash of the titans, um, and they just like botched the hell out of it. You know, like it was one of the worst like endings, and I mean, it's it's one of the reasons I fully one hundred percent believe it's one of the reasons that WCW like ended up losing like the Monday Night Wars and losing ratings, and you know, ended up just going under altogether. But um, yeah, they tried to recreate like some sort of like Montreal screw job situation, and it just failed. The match is super cool, and it's definitely a piece of wrestling history that you need to watch. But yeah, yeah. Your thoughts on Starcade '97, Phil? I was there, Sheena. I was at that card in DC <sighs> at the uh, it was at the MCI Center at the time, and I was like just at the point where I was like, let me check out WCW. All my buddies were talking about it. I would start flipping the channels a little bit, and I think it was yeah, it was like a couple days after Christmas. And, yeah, uh, December twenty eighth. Yeah, me, me and a buddy of mine went with his dad, and I was like, oh, okay, I'll check this out. And the the end of the match, and I was just like the fuck what is this like this what is happens? awful even yes. as like a teenager i'm like i i knew it was just an awful i tweeted uh eric bischoff about this a couple months ago and he gave me shit like everybody was on their feet it was an awesome you know it was an awesome match it's like eh, no it wasn't man people, it was, it was people stupid. were yeah people were on their feet i mean and if they, there's a way they could have done that similar ending but they botched it like they so it was too convoluted and they didn't pull it off appropriate like it was supposed to be a fast count it wasn't a fast count it ended up making bret hart look like a jerk off like you know like why the hell did bret hart like try to like restart the match like what did he have have to gain you know if it wasn't a fast count you know yeah, like if yeah. it was a fast count like he could he has reason to like be like no 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 i'm not gonna let this fly like restart the match and then you know the nwo goons come in and you know sting fights them off and yeah people are hyped for it but it was just like sting just laid there and didn't 
move and it was like it he didn't try to kick out or like fight the ref or be like oh that was that was too fast or anything so nobody knew what was going on um and it and they should have ultimately they sh- that shouldn't have even been a thing they should have just had um they should have just had sting come out and straight whoop hogan's butt clean you know what i'm saying like just straight up go over like all that build up it would have been so freaking dope and i mean they probably would have beat wwe you know but we all know how that ended up and if you haven't seen it it's definitely something you should watch but just pay attention to the ending because you're going to be like what the hell happened if this is a match that you've never seen before or don't even know about yeah it was super convoluted and and gotta give wcw props like you said they they built this thing i don't, I don't think sting was injured or anything i think it was just no it was just during well, his transition yeah yeah it was <laughs> a well-built uh build to this angle and when you do something like that you have to really execute the payoff and they didn't do that i'm just yeah. i'm just i'm on the i'm on the wikipedia page and the 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 poster for this event this is starcade 97 it's hogan's i don't know if this is correct but hogan's a colorful guy like hogan apostrophe s a colorful guy dot 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 but his nightmares apostrophe s but his nightmares black and white is it was the poster <laughs> what, what does that mean but his, uh, but his nightmares Hogan, are black are in black and white like that that doesn't make any sense yeah his nightmares black and white obviously alluding to sting's black and white paint but like yeah. at that point hogan was in wo hogan so he was black and white too so what yeah, you know that's that, pretty similar but yeah it was it was definitely a, a a great angle and it built up very well but even the payoff the year after i remember i went to that stark 898 the next year and that was when uh, the the cattle prod when Goldberg lost his first match with a cattle prod from Scott Hall. Oh my gosh! So two years yeah. in a row, I'm like, I'm done with this, man. That WCW was, yeah. sucks. That was a total jump the shark moment, you know. So yeah, yeah. We we both ended up picking a match that uh, does not represent the uh, the wrestling industry very well because I went with after listening to the newest episode of Something to Wrestle with, I went with. Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar from WrestleMania 20, which when I when you go back and watch this, you have to go back and watch both of these matches because uh, at least the Sting Hogan match had some great build up and the they had a great intro and the whole the vignettes and the promos in the night leading up were really good. But at WrestleMania 20, everyone knew in the crowd it was, this was in New York City, so everyone in the crowd is already a you know, greasy asshole. Sorry if you're in New York. But uh, but uh, you know that's you know, that's the wrestling fans up there. You gotta love them or hate them. Um, they knew Brock Lesnar was leaving. They knew that Goldberg was done. So everyone was just booing. They were chanting "boring." Stone Cold was the referee and didn't really give a shit about the match. And he was trying to you know stay keep the stink off of him. And uh, you know it's just it just they just you could hear the crowd. And I think J- Jim Ross actually acknowledges at some point on commentary like he doesn't you know why do people chant stuff like that but it, it was just awful and it's you know this is like really the the time of the internet age coming to light and people know okay well brock lesnar's leaving he's going to i think at that point he was going to the nfl or something and goldberg was done with his one-year contract so neither of them really gave a shit and it was just an awful awful match which you know they, they've come back and they had that great feud a couple of years ago to make up for it so uh, that's the bright side in this one, I guess. But uh, definitely, definitely worth checking out. It's when you when you when when you don't think a crowd can make a change a match or or affect things. You know, watch the, watch that match. It's funny that your uh, that your pick was WrestleMania 20 because it also featured uh, Tori Wilson and Sable and Sable who had recently been. 
featured in a pictorial in Playboy. Um, they were fighting Stacy Keebler and uh, Miss Jackie. And that just so happens to be our random merch of the week is the Playboy magazine with Sable on the cover. Guys, this was like a huge freaking deal. Like Sable was on the cover of Playboy in uh, April of 1999. Uh, She, I mean, looks amazing, obviously, but it's just so funny. Like, can you imagine now in 2019, any of the women's wrestlers being posed in, in Playboy or anything of the sort, you know, other than just like releasing random like nudes, <laughs> being, being hacked and having random nudes released. Um, but this is a piece of wrestling history, you guys, for a dollar twenty five. There's already three bids on it, and it's what? Um, That's it? a, a free and free shipping. A dollar twenty five and free shipping. There's still one day and nineteen hours uh, left on this on this auction, but. Yeah, guys. Also featured in this Playboy magazine is 20 questions from David Schwimmer. Uh, oh, the art, nice. the art of the big bike, and then obviously we have Sable's pictorial. There's an interview with Nick Nolte, and then the history of sex, part nine, Paradise Lost. Oh, and then this one's this one's a good one. This will tell you like how in how life was in 1999. Uh, webcams is the sex live or jive. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, that was man. those were the featured articles on that on that Playboy um, magazine that Sable is on the cover of. So man, sixteen yeah. year old Phil Gentile was all over this man. Pe- I'll tell you what. Yeah, pe- people don't understand. Sable was Sable was over. Like oh, she so was over. over like Rover, man. Like she was. I mean, people love them some Sable. So you can say what you want about her now, or like look back and it kind of looks like you know cheesy or whatever, but. I mean, Sable was the shiz. Yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, I, I can't. I can't. I don't go into any other details on that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, re- I remember have, getting an older friend to purchase me purchase this for me because I wasn't. Eight, I think you had to be eighteen. But yeah, know, this it, is before the internet, folks. If you're a younger it, listener, AJ, yeah. big mouth AJ. You know, we didn't have everything at the at the. I didn't have a cell phone in my pocket that had access to anything I wanted. You know, this was it. That's this all does, I had. This, yeah, this does say that it's in good condition. So I'm assuming that means no bodily fluids or anything of the sort. Nobody, so it nobody does was say, slanging it as the uh, the fully no, posed. Yeah, the fully posed. Nobody was slanging it. Um, but it does. It is a stock photo though, which does concern me. It doesn't show the actual photo of the uh, Playboy that you're getting. So it is a stock photo. So we, you know. And it's very, buyer, very buyer, good condition, not not mint. So maybe yeah, there's some, stu- there some sticky pages. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, buyer beware. Wow, that's a great. You you do a really good job finding these. You're doing a good job with the transitions between that. I like that. I, I tried to sneak it in there, but you were on a roll. But uh, you you transitioned to that uh, that eBay merch, right? Very nice. I think you're 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 a born broadcaster. I'll tell you what, Sheena. Listen, I went to college my freshman and sophomore year when I first started college right out of high school, and I was a broadcast journalism major. So those those 100, uh, 200 level classes, this is what you're getting, folks. Nice. So, nice. yeah, yeah. All right, we did our retro wrestling recommendation of the week. We have a bunch of listener mail, but first I want to give a shout out to our buddies over at Fully Posable. We talked about it. Uh, they are. I think on episode 160-something, they, they've been around for quite a while, but they're definitely uh, – what I always tell buddies that are that are wrestling figure collectors, you got us to listen to on uh, Thursday mornings. you got the major wrestling figure 
I can always screw this up. Major Wrestling Figure Podcast, right? They, yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. They, they drop on Friday. The the fully posable guys drop on Monday morning, sometimes Sunday, but you can listen to it Monday on the drive. So you got three of your commutes covered uh, with wrestling uh, figure content. So uh, so be be glad you live in an age where you, that that's possible. But yeah, fully posable guys, Scott and Jeff do a really great job. I know you're really good friends with those guys, but the, 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 I listen to them every week, man. They're fun. They are a lot of fun. I love them. And it, it's just totally different. Like, I love that, you know, all, all three of our shows, like, you know, Major Brothers and then Fully Posable and then us, like, it's just to- three totally different shows. So you can listen to all three and get your figure news um, and enjoy all three without it feeling repetitive. Um, so, th- yeah, we love those guys over there. So definitely go show them some love. They also have a, a shop over on Pro Wrestling Tee. So go over there and, you know, grab you some merch from them, too. All right, let's get into some uh, some listener mail. You, uh, you can start with the first one. We can kind of go back and forth here. Um, oh man. Yeah, we got, we have, um, quite a few. We, we were listener mailless last, last week. And then we put out an all call and you guys like totally, totally delivered. So, um, I'm going to go with, let me actually pull it up so I can do go one by one, but we have some really good, some really good listener mails. Let me Okay, so this one says, um, this comes to us from Good Brother Mike um, at MJGIV79. I'm assuming that's an IV79. Um, it says, do you prefer a superstar's entrance music to have lyrics to it, like Orton's Voices or Miz's I Came to Play, or do you prefer no lyrics with the music, like KO's or Undertaker? Okay, a, this is so a great, great question, by this the is, way. This is, this is a great question. I love this question. And I hate to be a fence writer. I, I like to have a side, but I can't, I can't definitively say because it truly depends on the character and on the entrance music because there are some entrance musics that I absolutely love that have no lyrics and then there's some that I love that have lyrics. So it's, it's really dependent. I mean, because when you hear Stone Cold Steve Austin's music, like you don't need lyrics you know what i'm saying you just know there's about to be like an ass whooping right but when you hear tomaso champa's music like you know like it just gets you freaking hype you know and you need that those lyrics you know like no one will survive like you're like yeah no one's gonna survive tomaso champa you know um so really it it to me it just depends but i i love i mean i think that's one of the greatest things about wrestling is just entrance music in general like i just love it yeah, I'm with you, and I hate to be a fence rider as well. I think it depends, but uh, I think you can go either way. I think, it, you know, just a shout out to us. We are actually putting together our our second bracket episode for Patreon subscribers. It's going to be our 32 uh, most favorite entrance theme songs. So this is a good lead into that. But I know you have that Stone Cold's theme isn't the best, but that that fucking glass breaking is is going to set everyone in the arena is going to blow the roof off the place. I mean the I mean the the rock you know it's it's I don't know I I, I think I I would lean more toward the side of no words and because you can listen to it and you don't you don't seem like a nerd if you have it on in the gym or something like you you can just rock out to like the Ascension theme song or Alistair Black and it's almost oh, like I don't- you know. I don't care. I'll be I'll be running on the freaking trail and going. I'm a may yay yay yays and I'm I'm, I'm a may. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't care. I have no. I, I like Brock's music. Brock's music gets me hyped too. No yep. lyrics. Yep. Uh, so yeah. So you know, it's uh, I, it really depends. Like there's like there's. I think it's cool because you had somebody like Shinsuke 
who was no lyrics when he was a babyface, and then to keep people from like humming his entrance music, you had like they added the Japanese rapper over the top of it, you know, so that it was a little harder for people to like go na 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 na, you know. Um, so that was like his heel turn as he got lyrics on his music, which is a good idea. I mean, I think it 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 definitely takes away from a heel if everyone's like chanting a song, you know. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Also, I can't believe you said you didn't like Stone Cold's entrance music. I, I don't hate it, but it's definitely not the like. It just kind of it's like thirty seconds long, and then it just kind of gets very repetitive. You know, I don't. I, I love it. Okay, yeah. I mean, uh, we're gonna. That's gonna be one of the debates we're gonna have. But I, <laughs> I, I do, I do remember from SmackDown this week. Joe you know, Samoa Joe comes out, and everyone's chanting Joe in, in unison with his song. So that's one of those things. Yeah. There's no words, Joe. and Joe. Pe- people can Joe. add words to stuff. And yeah, I mean, it's it's fun to get into the the nitty gritty because there's so many. It's fun when there's where there's a wrestler who's awful, like the Ascension. They're you know they're jobbers, but yeah, their their entrance theme is like hot fire, man. You could, you could put it on freaking ninety eight rock in the morning here Bar- in Baltimore. Baron, and people listen. Baron to Corbin, I want to claw my eyes out when I see him on my screen. But his entrance music, Mage. He's had like yeah. five good theme songs, man. He's had yeah. a ton of his, good music. Yeah, yeah. His his entrance theme right now, I love. Uh, we have another question from our buddy Marco Denton. That's Inglorious Gent on Twitter. He said. Uh, have you thought about doing Patreon exclusive podcasts, maybe live shows where the Foley family can call in uh, and stuff like that? So he's talking about basically doing like some watch alongs or like a live show where, where we can have callers and, and, you know, watch the show together. I think that's something we haven't really talked about, Sheena, but I'd be up for doing it for maybe not WrestleMania, but uh, if we can set up some sort of uh, Skype cam call where we're both watching like uh, maybe the uh, the – down under events or one of the Saudi pay-per-views or something. And, you know, if it's at a weird time, we can both be on there and take questions from people. I'd be, I'd be down for that. It'd be pretty fun. Yeah, for sure. I think it'll be, I think we're us moving to the East coast is going to open up a lot more possibilities for like content and stuff like that and stuff for you guys to get involved in. Because right now, like there's a six hour time difference between Phil and I. So like, you know, getting us together plus whoever's trying to, you know, call in and getting fans involved and stuff. Like it's a lot of like time coordination and, you know, we got kids. Uh, so it is, uh, it is one of those things, but you know, us being in the same time zone, will definitely open up a lot more opportunities and stuff like that. And we're excited to just keep growing, keep bringing more stuff to you guys. We have interviews lined up that we haven't even touched on. Um, you know, that we're, we're, we got in the works, some, some pretty awesome people coming on the show. So yeah, we, we definitely got more stuff coming to you guys. Very nice. What's, uh, what's your next one? Fire it off. Let's do a couple more here. We got, we're on a roll. Yeah, let's see. Um, the, baby, the baby face is good. The heel husband's yeah, everything under control. Yeah. Yeah, everything's under control. Yeah, I usually get I'll get a uh, like a text message like you know time check because the baby face he's good for a little while on his walks and then he's like okay of course like, yeah I'm I tired need, of this yeah I want to yeah go I need play. I need some I need some food. Um, so this one comes in. It says, "What is your favorite elite box design?" This comes to us from Figure Scoper um, at F Scoper on Twitter or at F Scopers on Twitter. Okay, I like that. Uh, I have I have one that that immediately comes to mind. I've never seen this in person, but it's uh, I think the fully posable guys are actually talking about this guy uh, last week, the Shockmaster, the Shockmaster Elite, where he's upside down in the box. I think that's so cool, man. Oh yeah, yeah. So, so you think he? Yeah. Oh, that that is so freaking dope. We actually have that figure, and yeah, they packaged it like they couldn't have packaged that more perfectly. I was thinking that he meant like the actual like how they've changed the boxes over the oh, years. Oh, like, okay. Maybe um, maybe that is what he meant. But I like that. I like where you're at. Like, okay. um, 
you know, with it, with it being posed. But if I had to pick my favorite, like box design, I actually touched on a little bit earlier in the show. It's definitely the legends line. I love the illustration on the legends lines and their cards. They're not boxes. So like, you know, you got to rip the bubble off the front, which is kind of unfortunate because it ruins the beautiful artwork that's on the front of, uh, of the, uh, the card, which, you know, sucks. So I was like, somebody needs to do like posters of those illustrations and like sell them because like, I just love them so much. So that's definitely my favorite elite packaging. One of the, uh, the problems with the folks that are men on card collectors, I know a buddy of mine, Brandon Bentley, who's, uh, the, the leader of our Baltimore elite squad. He, he keeps everything in the package, but, uh, I think he faces everything, you know, he, you know, for space reasons, he has everything turned sideways. So you get that nice artwork on the side of the box, but, it, it for me it kind of defeats the purpose of having figures if you're not even going to show the figures i mean i could buy the boxes somewhere you know i mean it's 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 to each their own everyone has their own style of doing things but um, that's definitely got to be a space saving tactic because other than yeah other than just like you know saving space there's really no reason to like you know have i mean i guess it kind of looks like a, a library you yeah, know like yeah you, it looks you cool can, it looks cool yeah, you but could, it's you can pull it out you don't get see, to see the, the figures true the only thing that sucks about that is again they changed the box design so much so for me as someone who's like ocd like you yeah. you couldn't like it would they wouldn't all line up correctly you know like some of them would be taller and like rounded and some of them would be square and that would like bother me you know yeah uh good question man these are these are really good i don't know you guys need to start doing this every week now we're expecting uh it's like getting an a on your first test in uh in school now now you got to keep it up man because, yeah uh, we uh we have tons so if we don't get to yours today like we'll yeah. stay tuned we'll, we'll get to all of the questions that get sent in just depending on you know how much time we have at the end of each show but um this one says uh this one comes in from travis hayes uh at wrestling fan 2009 um it says now that uh, it's no longer Joe who's who is the new bane of your existence. Uh, now that it's no longer Joe, who's the new bane of your existence? Mm. It's got to be Lacey Evans. <laughs> oh, Lacey, I I I don't know. I just can't even handle her right now. Um, I don't know as far as like somebody who's like a legit competitor. I don't know who the bane of my existence would be right now. But at the, at the moment, the thorn in my side, the really only problem child that I have in the WWE right now is Lacey Evans. Yeah, I was. I thought you were gonna say Baron Corbin, but uh, but at least he fights. <laughs> yeah, he fights, and he and he gets some. He is one of the few guys that gets some legit heat. I can't ever see him being a face. Like he's gonna be a heel forever. Yeah, you know, he's just great. He's super hateable. But uh, yeah, the Lacey Evans thing, I, I I was dumbfounded when they when they were saying she was gonna be the contender to Oscar's title at WrestleMania without even ever wrestling a, a match. I'm so yeah. glad that did not happen. But yeah. uh yeah, so I'm I'm with you on that. I'm gonna say Baron Corbin, but uh it's it's close. That's, um yeah, that's not a bad choice either. It's definitely close, but yeah, he he gets the nod just because he actually like legitimately fights and like cuts promos and you know, his entrance music is better. So I have so one I have a good one here from Mike the Cleaner. You can follow him on Twitter at Mets and NES fan. I, th- I always thought that was Mets and Nets fan. I never read it s- close enough, so uh, I guess Mike <laughs> is a Nintendo guy. Mike says, "What other toy lines do you did you have as a kid besides wrestling?" So this is not now. This is uh, back when you were a kid. What did you What did you collect, Christina? Oh uh, well, I mean, as a as a little kid, um, I collected. I mean, I had Barbies, you know, Barbies, and like um, there was these little like Quince dolls that I had. Um, I didn't get into wrestling figures as a kid until I was probably like 
10 or 11. I can't remember. My dad started dating this woman who had two sons. And that's what, I mean, my dad watched wrestling before that. So I was watching like the golden era of wrestling, you know, and uh, all of that new gen and all of that. But it was when, when he, when he started dating this woman who had two sons and they had like a insane wrestling figure collection that I really started like getting into like, action figures and stuff. But for the most part, I was, I had all this, the, the girly things, you know, the Barbies and, you know, all the stereotypical things that your, your mom buys for you. But I was, t- I was more of like a tomboy. Like I like to play outside. I like to ride bikes. I like to, you know, get dirty, even, even, you know, to my mom's like, you know, she tried so hard to make me girly and make me like, you know, wear all the dresses and all the things. But I was just like a, I was a little tomboy. I was raised in a family of all boys. Yeah, um, tough. Yeah. And so it was just like, I was like, I don't want to play with dolls. Like all they're playing with like GI Joes and transformers, you know, like let's, let's play with those. Very nice. I, uh, I was huge GI Joe fan, Mike. I, uh, I don't know. I wasn't super. I mean, I had a bunch of Hasbro's, uh, maybe 20 or so, but I, I didn't really get into anything beyond that. So after like my early stage of, of wrestling figures until the last, you know, five years or so, I was not big into any kind of wrestling figures. I was, uh, I was huge into, uh, GI Joe, uh, Ninja Turtles, big time. And, uh, yeah, Ninja he, Turtles. He, he man was big. I, I was upset cause my mom gave all my it was either my Ninja Turtles or my He-Man. She gave them all away to somebody, so that was uh, pretty upsetting. Did you ever play with Polly Pockets when you were a little girl? Oh, yeah. Polly Pockets. Yeah. I forgot about Polly Pockets. Definitely had Polly Pockets. And shamefully, I had a um, a pretty, pretty extensive collection of Happy Meal toys. Oh, um, I, I ate a ton a, of those. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought you were going to say ha- Caboodles. <laughs> or the beanie i was never like huge into beanie babies but that was really huge whenever i was coming up like you know a lot of my friends had like extensive extensive beanie baby collections um but yeah i had i was eating my weight and chicken nuggets so um i had like you know all the all the uh little transforming french fries and you know hamburgers and all the things that came with your Happy meal. I'll still go there from time to time for my son and like not order anything. I'll just go through the drive through and like, you know, somehow I'll resist the, the urge to get like a, you know, a cheeseburger or something. I'll just, you know, what, what, like I'll know what, re- you know, toy they have. They'll have like Avengers or something. And I'll just say, what, which ones do you have available? And some of them will give me them for like 50 cents. Some of them will charge me a dollar. There's no like rhyme or reason, but I'll just use them as like, you know, bribery tools if we go out to dinner and just have like a little cheap toy it's it's better than going to the dollar store some of the some of the the happy meal toys are pretty pretty good quality stuff man so nice yeah good to know good to know i'm not at that stage yet but uh still still choking hazard for my little guy but as soon as he gets to be where he's you know not putting everything in his mouth then uh that's a good that's a good tip and I had to, uh, I had to pretend like I didn't enjoy playing with my sister's Polly Pockets, but they were pretty uh, for girls' toys. They were pretty fun. They were just like a little, like, like a clamshell it's, it's, design. It's a compact, yeah. It's yeah. a compact, and it's got this little tiny Polly doll. Um, and I mean, when you open it, it's like really detailed, and like there's little houses. I mean, there's different, obviously, different Polly Pockets, and they fold out in different ways. I mean, they're almost like Transformers in their own right. They they got to be, you know, as they evolved. But yeah, it was like a little clamshell, and like it was a little Polly Pocket house, and yeah, they were so cool, you know. For sure. Uh, do we have time for any more? Let's do one more. Do you have any uh, Instagram Let- ones? Let's do, uh, we'll do let's more. do a last one. Let's see what we got here in the old in the old mailbox. Um, dun, 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 dun. 
It says, okay, this one comes into us from friend of Chick Foley, Big Mouth AJ. Uh, it says, and he's at Big Mouth AJ, and it's a, it's an O or zero instead of an O, just so you know. Uh, it says for Phil and Sheena, what has been the hardest figure for you to find that's currently in your collection? I'll let you go first on that. Yeah, this is a good one too, but I, I, I hunting wise, it's tough because. <clears throat> We have eBay now, and we have different websites, so I couldn't really think of anything off the top of my head. I mean, the the Pete Dunn uh, craze yeah. is still still going crazy, and I was lucky to find one of those. So, other than that, I mean, I I was really searching for those Legion of Doom elites, but I ended up just buying them on on eBay. eBay is just you know it's the lazy man's way to buy whatever you want. You know, I mean, you could buy. A bone saw outfit or a sable playboy or you know whatever bone, you want so what bone, bone saw outfit is still available by the way just checked and it is still available nice. so, you've been yes. you've been collecting for longer than i have but you've been out of the country for a while so things are tougher to get there obviously what's been what's been your white whale that you've you've found <laughs> Well, for the record, I'm still in the country. <laughs> I'm just uh, not. Yeah, in, I mean, yeah. I'm not in the. I'm not in the lower continental. But yeah, <laughs> I'm not in the continental U.S. Um, but the hardest one for us to find, we have a pretty rare figure. It's the. Uh, it's from 2010. It's the USA Warrior. We've posted pictures of it on our um, on our Instagram feed. It was only sold on Warrior's website. So um, if he's wearing like his red, white, and blue splatter paint uh gear and we got it from a private collector in amsterdam so you know we hunted and hunted and hunted and tried to find it you know on ebay and like you know through figure collectors and stuff like that and then you know one popped up from this from this guy in amsterdam and uh we we jumped on it so that's definitely the rarest and i'll we'll post a picture of it on the promotion for the show when we do the when we do the promotion of the show i'll have heel husband put that on there but yeah that that's got to be the one for sure Cool. Yeah, we got a bunch, extra, uh, a bunch more questions from you guys. So we will take all of those from Instagram and Twitter and emails and Facebook, and uh, we'll pick one. I have a uh, Warlord Elite figure that I'm going to give away to someone. I'm just going to ship it out to you. I know all of your your addresses if you're a Patreon member. So uh, thank you guys for those questions. Feel free to send more to us. We'll we'll do some giveaways later on for stuff like that. Right now. Uh, I think next week we're going to do a giveaway for uh, some iTunes reviews, so keep sending those in. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's it was a good show, Sheena. I think we we covered yeah. a lo- covered a lot without too much going on. We'll get more into a uh, our WrestleMania preview next week. We'll get into Takeover a little bit more and, and all that good stuff. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. And like you said, send in more listener mail. We'll, we'll get to all of it. And it doesn't always have to be wrestling related either. It can be just fun stuff. Um, you know, Q and a type stuff. We love, we love that kind of stuff too. So thanks again for listening and we're excited. We are getting off the exit to mania. We thought we were getting off last week, but now we are officially getting off the exit to WrestleMania. All right. Stay classy, Mark. We'll talk to you next week. As long as you want to rent a room out in my house. See, I'm the landlord. And rent's due, you son of a bitch. Time to be racist, brush off the shoulders. We only do the big things, just like I told you. We win it, win it, win it, win it over and over. Put your hands up, yeah.